Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. boots. Winter is about to begin in earnest. Much of the garden is going to dormancy, but rather than being a time for us to retreat inside and put our feet up on the couch, much as we might like to, these colder months are a great time to give the garden a good tidy up and prepare it for the season ahead. Then when that's all done, we can curl up on that couch with a good gardening magazine to inspire us for the next lot of planting once the weather starts to warm up again. Keith, let's start with the vegetable garden. What jobs do you think we should be doing over winter? Well, it depends whether or not you're going to be growing a winter crop. I mean, I, I think about my, my vegetable patch out the back, um, and they're all chock-a-block. They're all full of... Winter? Winter crops. Delicious winter veggies. Yeah, so, there's, so I've got garlic growing, which went in, you know, March, mm. and that, that won't come out until November, December. Mm. So that's, one, that, that's two beds already tied up. The other bed has got lettuce in it because we can still grow lettuce all, all throughout the winter period. Uh, so that bed's absolutely full of Australian yellow leaf lettuce and we're about to start a whole heap more. So I guess our beds don't become a dormant factor during the winter period and we're always out doing something with our garden Well, that's beds. exactly what yeah. I'm saying. We don't, it doesn't stop. There no. are so many things that do keep going. And so tell me, can I just ask you again about the lettuce? There are certain lettuces that are... Better to sow at this time of the year than others? No, you can sow any lettuce this really? time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they still thrive quite happily. Absolutely, they'll, they'll be fine. They're tough. Yep, they're tough. They're a, they're a plant. You know, the thing about lettuce is that, you know, if, you're, if you've got a hot house or you've got a heat bed, then you never grow lettuce from seed on a heat bed. They hate what is called bottom heat. Mm. So don't put them on a heat bed. Just, stick, just sow the seeds and just stick, stick them, out, in stick the them outside and let them come up. Um, and, and, you know, why you'll go with those. You'll have to give us some winter um, salad recipes then. Oh, plenty of those. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Now, we, use, we still use a lot of lettuce. But, you know, we've got Brussels sprouts went in in February this, as seedlings because people make the mistakes thinking that, you know, Brussels sprouts are a w- winter crop. Well, they've got to go in early. So you can eat them in so winter. So you can eat them in winter. Mm. So they've got to go into seedlings in February to be harvested in June, July, August, and maybe a bit longer on after that. You're starting to um, harvest some already, aren't you? Yeah, we've already picked some some uh, Brussels sprouts. Um, we've got the we've got broccoli, cabbages, cauliflowers, and they're all just starting to produce mm. little tiny heads. So they're still probably you know four to six weeks off, mm. um, which will get us you know right into the middle of, of winter. Mm-hmm. Um, so the things that we did to our veggie garden was actually just make sure that we had replaced the nutrients that were taken out by the, 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 the say the tomato plants that we grew during the summer and then into early autumn put lots and lots of goodness back in then empty the worm farm that's all gone in there as well as a liquid fertilizer so you know the plants are just jumping out of the ground so that's that's it so for those people who are emptying their beds what sort of goodness should they be putting i mean we've said this a thousand times what sort of goodness do we need to be putting back in we need to be putting lots of compost back into that soil so you can buy compost commercially in bags and it's it's pretty good Mm -hmm. but then once you've mixed that in always put a, a a mulch layer over the top but don't use a Use an organic mulch that's a natural organic mulch. Um, Hu Flung Dung is a ripper or pea straw or lucerne, 
they're terrific mulches okay. because they're breaking down and adding to that nutrient, to that nutrient. nutrient value. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, big. This is a big one. Fruit trees. There, you know, there's a lot of work that could be done on fruit trees in winter. Am I right? Yes, there is, and and probably the last ones that you'll be actually pruning uh, will be apricots and apples because. They're still covered in leaves at the moment. Yes. But your nectarines and your peaches and your plums, all those can be can be um, tidied up and, and pruned. Um, and I always do my my pruning in summer for those those particular fruit trees, mm-hmm. and then I just do a tidy up in the winter period. So. Um, Summer pruning of, of those particular varieties is the best thing. Apple trees, you wait until until they've lost all their leaves and then you prune back the, the growth that it produced this year, yep. cut this year's growth off. Right. And you'll be able to see it. I cover mine with nets and um, the, oh, the, so the, net, the, nets, the nets bend over yeah, all, the, yeah. all the new growth. New growth so yeah. I know which parts to cut off. It's pretty easy to see. That's a good idea. Okay, what else should be pruned? I know that hydrangeas should be pruned. I've been busy and I've had some help this year because I haven't had time. Just finished pruning the hydrangeas, which is good. Things like roses. Yeah. Any tips yeah, on look, rose pruning? The thing about roses is, is that what you should be looking for on your rose bushes right now is, is any old dead wood. Mm-hmm. So where where you haven't got some new shoots that have come up the bottom, um, or you have got new shoots, cut off the old dead canes, get rid of those. Mm-hmm. Have a look now for any remaining leaves on the plant that might have black spot. Yes, pick those off, bag them up, bin them. Don't do anything else. Don't chuck them on the ground. But you know, get rid of those, and then give them a great spray. Um, you know, with a with a, a fungicide. Okay. And then spray the soil as well to kill any, any of the fungal spores that might be just sitting there in the soil waiting for things, things to go. And then give them a mulch. Give them a good organic mulch around the base so that they, when, they, when, when the uh, springtime comes, they'll just go bang and they'll be lovely, healthy roses. Yes. If you like roses. Yes, I don't <laughs> mind a rose or two, but that black spot drives me insane. So, yes, we've got to definitely do those jobs. Okay, perennial shrubs. We should be removing – you're talking about the dead wood on the roses. We should be removing dead wood or any disease, again, foliage to mm-hmm. prevent attack yeah. by pests. Um, and, as you said, bin that all that foliage. Yep. What sort of um, shrubs – I mean, there's all those salvias. You were talking about salvias in a post recently, how to be able to see which salvias can be cut uh, right cut now, right now yeah. and what shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, what you've got to do is, is, is a little, little bit of research then. So if you've got, a, you've got a, a salvia that is still producing flowers, and I've got a couple of those that are just going you know, absolutely brilliant in the garden. They've got beautiful sprays of flowers. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of the last ones to, to actually produce. Mm. Um, but any of the other salvias that are starting to, to produce long canes, the, the, the flowers are starting to die off from behind the, the, you know, the, the tips, um, you need to fold, pull back those those branches and have a look down on the ground. And what you're looking for are, are, are new basal rosettes that might be starting to produce. Yep. So um, I, I've just cleaned up some heleniums um, because I, I, I had to uh, show people what to do because we've had uh, – I had a couple of people say you can cut back salvias in, in autumn. Well – only if you know what you're doing and only if they're the right type. So yep. the best thing to do, if you don't know, wait until they're dormant and then clean them all up. Yes. I've just cleaned all mine up and they've all become mulch. Fantastic. I've just put them through the mulcher. <laughs> well, you need to have a mulcher for that and I don't have one, but no. or cut them 
up a lot, a great deal. Okay, moving on. Autumn leaves. There are a lot of those on the ground right now. We need to rake those up. And a wide a wide head rake is very good, one that you gave to me a while ago. And it is fantastic. I've it got is. so many autumn leaves from my liquid amber mm-hmm. that it's just gone berserk. But yeah. it's so good to have that. So and you can also... Put those onto the garden beds yeah. um, and use as mulch, but make sure they're not covering the plants because we don't want them to, you know, create any uh, disease. If mm-hmm. they do that, then those plants need to get some sun. Um, and also, it's a good idea to mow over those leaves. And yeah, that's a great way of doing it too. Yeah. Um, something you need to sort of understand about about leaves being put into a garden, and uh, we had um, a question on Q and A about. Um, how how to handle leaves right, yes. and so forth, and that'll that'll be on the Q and A answer. But what you need to look at is the type of leaves that you are actually mulching, mm-hmm. and one of the best leaves for creating compost is, of course, the oak. Mm-hmm. But the oak leaf contains very limited amounts of calcium, and therefore it won't break down quickly. So the best thing you can do if you've got lots and lots of um, oak leaves, mow them. Mm-hmm. And then put them over the garden bed and then sprinkle a handful per square metre of dolomite lime over the top of those. Okay. The dolomite lime is not going to have an effect on the soil pH, mm. so it's not going to worry things if you've got things like um, you know, camellias and azaleas and so forth. But just a handful of that will help to break those leaves down in a, a very quick fashion. And the same would apply to liquid amber. Okay. I don't know how many times you probably walk around a garden and, and, and you know, 12 months later and seen, oh, there's a leaf of, you know, an oak tree or a leaf from a, a liquid amber because it hasn't got that break calcium to help break it down. Okay. And then, of course, a handful of blood and bone over the top of that will break them down even quicker. Okay, fantastic. It's also a good idea to pop them. I actually last year popped a massive load of them beside my compost bin, waited for them to break down, and over the year I've been putting them slowly into the compost bin as carbon as well. So that's yep. not a bad idea that's as a well. That's great. Yep, great. Okay, fantastic. Now the soil, our soil. We need to give the soil a boost at this time of the year. Am I right? You do, and, and I'm about to do that. I've um, I've just ripped out the whole front of the garden bed at my place. Ripped all the plants out? Yeah, they're all gone. Oh, they're God. all mulch. They went through the mulch yesterday, oh, so God. they're all gone. Keith. So I've got another hundred odd plants arriving today. So oh, have you? before they go in, um, I will be contacting my friend from Clyde Compost, and yes. I'll be organising some um, some bags of compost, which I'll then rotary hoe into that soil profile, so that they've got the plants that are going into it have got a great start for the spring when they actually come back in, into uh, into life. So it will improve the soil structure and yep. moisture retention as it breaks down and slowly release nutrients into the soil. Exactly. I was just reading that And that's that what then. you want. Yes, absolutely. And hello to Vince. Vince has been a fantastic support to Muddy Boots. So we like to always give Vince from Clyde Compost a shout out. He now has changed his uh, business slightly. He now has stockers. So if you go onto Vince's website, you'll possibly or probably find a stockist near you of the mm-hmm. fantastic Clyde Compost. Okay, we should also be perhaps making the most of the downtime to remove any weeds in the garden, although I did hear something vaguely on the radio the other day. We're now being told not to remove weeds from our garden, but to appreciate them. What do you think about that? I don't appreciate them at all. I don't either. I I mulch them. I I can't leave them in (laughs) Um, there. Look, that's just crazy. I mean, if you think about oxalis, for instance, that is the last thing you want to be leaving in your garden bed, regardless of what it's doing because it is just an, an invasive little sod. And you can pull pull the top off, but you leave the bowl bit behind and then the whole thing germinates again and you have got oxalis everywhere. 
Uh, it, all it needs it needs to do is flower, and then you're in big trouble. Yeah. Get rid of the, the the weeds that you don't like because they are weeds. Exactly. Do not just pull, as you say. Make sure you get the whole thing out of the ground. And there's also the option of using an organic weed killer spray. Yes. But don't use that on a windy day because you don't want to kill your plants as well. No. Okay. That's also a good time to clear out and clean the shed. (laughs) You're doing that, Keith? Yes. Well, no, I I haven't. But this is the time... And I, I will be doing it probably uh, maybe a little bit into late winter when uh, things sort to really slow down and I haven't got as many jobs to do in the garden. Mm. But the things that I'll be doing then, well, I'll be doing tool maintenance. So I'll be sharpening up the secateurs and the, and the shears. I'll be oiling all the handles and, um, and, you know, and putting them into, into, into good order so I know where to pick them up when I go out there next time. Not you know, thinking, thinking to myself, now, where did I leave that? Bloody trail, where's it going? That's part of the shed job. You've got to put you know, hammer nails in or something into the wall yep. and pop your, each tool onto a little nail you so you do. can see it. Now, with those garden tools, what sort of uh, material should we, we be using to clean our tools? Um, I, I always use methylated spirits. Yeah. Um, I find a, that that's a, a fabulous thing. So that cleans off all of the all of the the, the sap that might be stuck onto them, mm-hmm. which can harbour disease. Mm-hmm. So methylated spirits on those, and then I always give them a little bit of an oil. Um, and I use I use a, a marine grade oil, which is organically based. It's called Lamisil. Okay. And you can buy that at Bunnings. It's okay. in a blue container, and it's where all the lubricants are. But it's 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 um it's got um. Natural, natural oils and so forth in it, which will re- repel moisture and you know really soak in and soak even soak into the into the metal a little okay. bit. Fantastic! Uh, and so it's a fabulous product. My low pruners, which I absolutely love, yeah. uh, maybe I've cleaned them incorrectly, but they seem to be coming. I have to sort of work with them to actually get them to work at the moment. Am I putting? Are they getting wet or something? That and that, is that what it is? What's the problem? I- wouldn't you don't know, know until I wouldn't know until I saw them. Okay. But you know, you, they, they, the lowy um, pruners that you've got, every single part of those can be replaced, okay. and that's the beauty about getting a quality tool is that they're always spare parts for those to replace the anvil or to replace the the um, the little spring mechanism mm. that, that opens and shuts it. They're still working brilliantly. It's just, they, they're cutting brilliantly. It's just when I I need to sort of. Close them uh, yeah. and open them. I think, and I think, I think I'm you could doing... probably just use a little bit of a little bit of lamisil to okay. spray on those to um, make them uh, work better. Lamisil. <laughs> lamisil. I'll, I'll go and get some lamisil. Uh, okay, so we've sort of passed the clearing out and the cleaning of the shed, but I was going to say that any old potting mix we all tend to have old potting mix and old fertilizers and things like that. Um, we should probably make the most of that because I have a, a life span um, potting mix you've got to be careful with because if you've opened a bag of potting mix and you haven't closed it up properly it will dry out mm. and then it, it it will then become hydrophobic so it won't allow moisture to to be taken back in by those organic particles okay um so the best thing you can do with that would be to compost it yeah, uh, to, yeah of course you know just whack it straight into the compost yeah. and the same would go if you've got any old hard pieces of, of um, fertilizer that's dried got too wet and dried out and mm. you know it's gone all crusty you know break that up and just chuck that into the compost bin as well don't put any commercial fertilizers that have that of the um, the you know the granite type or the, yeah. the um, cellular type just bin those okay Okay, and there's also those old containers of plant and pest sprays. They should be disposed of by the uh, Sustainability Victoria Detox yes. Your Home yes. uh, 
program or if you're in, you're in, if you are in another state, mm-hmm. there must be a similar program there as well. Okay, cleaning the gutters, that's something that's important because deciduous trees will obviously have dropped all their leaves onto the roof and into the gutters, which will become wet and block the water flow, mm-hmm. which isn't we good. Don't want that coming into the house. No, and then ruining the ceiling, ruining the walls, don't mm. want to do that. Um, as far as our potted plants are concerned, as far as watering is you, concerned, we should cut that back a bit or what? Yeah, cut, we... it, cut it right back, you know. You, okay. you, you really need to be out there you, using your finger and sticking it in, and if, mm. if you can feel any moisture whatsoever... Don't water. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and the plants that are outdoors are going to be getting a bit of rain and so forth. So that's generally enough. They slow right down. Mm. They're, not, they're not producing flowers or whatever fruit or whatever else that's on them. Okay. They're in, going into their dormant mode. So the finger test is the So goal. the finger test is the great thing. Okay. But you know, it's also a great time to be looking at um, you know, re- plant relocation too. That's another thing to be considering. If, you, yeah. if you've got a plant that's not performing where it is and you know why, you know, maybe it's, it's not getting enough sun, then it's a great time of the year to be digging those up and relocating those into, mm-hmm. a, into a, you know, a better position for them. Very good idea. Um, great time for a garden makeover as well. And that's oh. why I'm right into right now as a garden makeover. Because you're doing some more tests on your plants for your yeah. jobs, so right? Yeah, so I've got, a, I've got a, about another... Um, 12 or 13 varieties of plants um, that I'm going to be trialling that, that I haven't used before, so they're going in. That's exciting. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it is good, you know, and, uh, and this time I'm adding a bit of structure to the garden. I'm putting in a, in a hedge which will then, you know, give a little bit more structure to that, that What front. sort of hedge, Keith? I'm putting in a Raphiolepsis snow maiden. As, oh, as yeah, a yeah, little, yeah. little small, small, compact, dark green leaves, lovely shape, doesn't need clipping, just becomes a whole series of little mounted balls that will go all the way along. So I'm planting those at about 600 mil apart, but it's a fabulous plant. Sounds lovely. It's also, this time of the year, is a great time to buy plants in bare-rooted or bagged form, isn't it? Because they are cheaper and easier to get home from the nursery. Absolutely, yeah. And and you, you're not paying an exorbitant pr- uh, price for a plant that that is that size. Mm. But you just got to remember that if you go out and buy a bare-rooted plant, speak to whoever, whoever you've bought it from. They should be learned enough to, 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 to tell you to cut the plant back by a third, third. Yep. because it's, it hasn't got the roots available there for when they, they start to come on. The, the, the bare-rooted plant puts energy into producing a new root system so it can uptake the nutrients and then start the production of leaves and flowers or whatever else. Yep. So always, if you're going to buy bare-rooted stock, always cut it back by a third. Yep, that makes complete sense. Okay, what maintenance should we be doing to our lawns? Should the mower be dropped? Should it be raised? Should it be what? I always forget. Okay, so um, I do not drop the, the mower height. I've just fed my, my kaikuyu lawn, which is a temperate climate um, grass, mm-hmm. yep. I leave it at the, at the height that I've I had it all over summer, so it's nice and long. It's probably two and a half um, inches, so probably up to 50 to 75 mil high. And I will keep it at that height all the way through winter. And then it's come springtime, then we'll talk about what we do in springtime. Okay, I'll, for remember. That lawn. I'll remember to ask. But aeration is a good thing to be doing now. You need to get the broad fork out or an aerating tool of some sort. You can even use a fork. And if you've got areas that are, that have, are, are compacted, um, that have got moss or mm. lots of weeds, then get the fork down to those um, and then even give it a little dose of dolomite lime over okay. it as well. For it, try to sweeten that little spot up a bit. Great advice, as always. Uh, there's still time to plant spring flowering bulb, bulbs. Yes. 
And if you'd like some summer flowering bulbs in the garden this year, they should be planted in late winter, exactly. shouldn't they? So yes. that's, that's something that we – well, if we yeah. haven't done it already, do and, it now. And, and you'll find that a lot of that is driven by the actual growers themselves. I mean, they're not going to be putting out bulbs that, you know, you're going to be flowering now. Um, so whatever's at the, super, at the supermarket, sorry, at the nursery is ready to go, yeah, exactly. ready to be planted. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. Can you think of anything else? Oh, well, there's, you, I, I would be also thinking about doing mulching of the beds as well. If, yeah, if you've oh, got yeah, any, of course. If you've got any areas that require a little bit of, of, of mulching. Um, in my backyard, I've got a lots and lots of hedging, so I'm thinking about reducing some of those hedges. So winter is a good time to be doing that, even though it's an evergreen hedge. You're talking yeah. about reducing, you're talking about cutting, getting rid of some the, or no, just cutting them No, 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 right just back. reducing the height right. and the widths. So it's going to look a bit ordinary until you know late spring, but it's a it's a great time to be doing that that sort of um, thing. Okay. Another thing you should be looking for is um, the overwintering of pest and disease. So go out in your, in your garden where you've, you've got evergreen plants and have a look on the underside of the leaves. And what you're looking for are eggs or the pupae of the next generation of the little mongrels that will make your life a misery. Mm. So get out there, um, and if you've got if you've got uh, eggs or pupae, a little spray of winter oil is a good, good thing uh-huh. to be applying now. Okay. So white oil. Um, Doesn't matter what it's on, it just... Just give them a spray it, okay. and that'll just knock them off. All plants Absolutely. will be fine. Okay, fantastic. And another thing too, if, if, you, if you've got um, a lawn that's recently gone in and it might have been, might have been say, a, a, a cooch lawn, have a little look for what is called winter grass. Yes. And winter grass yes. is a limey green coloured grass that grows during the winter that will, that can produce seed heads at any height that you mow it. Mm. Get in there and hand pull those little mongrels out because come every single seed that drops during late winter will be coming back up again in force. In, in winter the in following next year. Winter. Yeah. Yep, yep. So get out there and pull those out by hand. Okay. So there's lots of things you, you can be doing. Um, some other little things, if you've got paved areas, mm. think about cleaning those areas up now too. Yep. And there's a product um, you can get from the Big Green Warehouse called 30 Seconds. Okay. And you just spray that on and leave it. You don't hose it off, you don't spray it off, you just go out there and a- apply it to your, your, um, your paving and leave it and let it do the work. What is that doing? Is it cleaning the it paving or is it cleaning the, pa- the weeds? No, it cleans all the paving up. But I've got some areas of, 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 of Castlemaine slate in the backyard where, where we've got pot plants put over them. And the pot plants release... Um, moisture. Moisture, but also they release fertiliser that's, that's yeah. slow release that's in the potting mix. Yeah. And then that, inc- that, that encourages moss and, and algae and all sorts. So this is the time to be getting that, uh, that product over the top Fer- of those to clean it up. 30 seconds. Cool, 30 seconds, 30 yeah. seconds, pretty good. It sounds very easy too. All right, well, if we can manage to keep on top of most of these jobs through the colder months, then the garden will be in top shape for spring, and so will we because we've worked so hard. None of this languishing on the couch stuff. Or maybe no. just a little bit. <laughs> maybe a couple of books. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.